is up, everybody? This is a K9SL Live episode. Let's see, this is episode four, I believe. Um, so new to K9SL Live, basically what we do here is we just talk dogs, mainly protection sports, protection, uh, and just have a good time. So I got none other than K9 Matt Matt Rogers. How are you doing, brother? What's going on, man? Big Mike. Uh, so Oh, these are great, man. I just got done getting my ass kicked in the gym uh, for the last couple hours and just got up the hill, so things are good. It's a lot of, you guys are what, three hours ahead, right, being on the East Coast? Yeah, we are. It's four o'clock over here now, so things one by you, right? Yeah, about one over here. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've been seeing on, like, uh, the inst- on Instagram, you guys are, is APPDA in season right now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's trial season. I think for all dog sports, it's pretty much the same season. So we open up um, early, early spring, even a little bit sooner than that. I mean, the first trial was uh, two weeks ago, and we'll go all the way till pretty much end of November. Awesome. And you are, so not only do you compete in APPDA, um, but you also, you're like on the, you're the president or you're like on the board of it, right? I'm a director for the Northeast region, yes. Awesome, man. Awesome. So that's a, I'll, that's in my questions for later. Um, but let's get a quick like intro as far as, you know, who you are and everything. I know most of you, uh, most people who are watching this already know who you are, are aware of you and everything. But uh, you're located in Jersey or in New York? No, I'm in Jersey, um, Kearney, New Jersey. Uh, it's about an hour from, uh, no, not about an hour, maybe like a half hour from the city, from New York City. And then you uh you do everything from pets to protection, pretty much even security. I remember I saw you guys during the pandemic days, like you guys were act out there actively doing security work. Yeah, that was wild. I mean, you know, I started uh you know doing the pet training stuff and doing uh shits and IPO or whatever they call it now, um in two thousand and two, and then um that really wasn't my thing. I mean, I learned a lot from it. Don't get me wrong, I did it for a long time. Decoy for a lot, helped title some dogs in IGP, whatever they they call it, you know, today. Um, but it wasn't my thing. I was more into suit sports and, and uh, personal protection, stuff like that. So I kind of developed my own style just from training, traveling, and then uh, learning from some older guys. And uh, it turned into what it is now. And then when rest of soul, George Floyd, when he was murdered and they started to riot and loot out here. I mean, that's a whole nother deep story and topic, but um Saks Fifth Avenue had hired us, the APPDA guys, to uh to Chai Nero um to come out there and do security. And that was the only building in the whole neighborhood. Everything else surrounding it was uh was pretty messed up, but they never touched Saks though. And the, yeah, obviously it was from the dogs, man. People are they're terrified of dogs. Because you know, when you do personal protection, you have to learn human psychology to a degree. And um, yeah. you know, I'll tell I'll tell people this stuff. If I own a club. I'd rather a guy who's six foot seven, 340 pounds, who really can't fight that well, but he could do just enough versus a guy who's five foot five, like Bruce Lee. If you don't know Bruce Lee, he's going to be getting into fights all day long at that door. <laughs> that's that's for damn sure. Is, is really about deflecting. It's making people fear. So um, my experience in the streets with dogs, people fear the dogs more than they fear a gun. Because when you have a gun pointed at somebody, you're still dealing with that person. But when you yeah. have a dog dealing with its own entity, you have no idea what that dog's going to do. Even as trainers, we could do a thousand reps, but when it comes down to a real moment, there's no suit here, there's no decoy going back and forth. We're talking about a real moment. You just don't know till you see it. And um, the people really respected that element. I mean, even the cops were standing behind us, and we're just dog guys. We're security, yeah. but we're dog guys. So that was a wild experience. Really put your training to the test. <clears throat> I mean, and that's a, you know, kind of segue into like the APPDA. So that's why I I haven't on the West Coast, you know, it's not really out here just yet. But every time like I've traveled to because I travel and train in like the Mid-South uh, with Jacques and those guys in Allegiance. Um, and then I've trained in like New York and everything. And APPDA is more prevalent there. But that's one the the scenarios I I really liked uh, with APPDA, especially after talking to Ty and hearing uh, you know, he called me one day when I first started the sport uh, through a, a friend of ours, Max Tran. And he was like, kind of, you know, you will obviously, you know, Ty really well. So I got like two words in and then Ty just went off, like started talk, talking for like 30 minutes straight <laughs> about everything. And I, you know, to this day, like, you know, cause I've, I've been a big, like, you know, I've, I've known of Ty for a long time, never personally met him, but 
since he was in mm-hmm. PSA and, and titled that Corso in a three, yeah. you know, so I've always yeah. had lots and lots of respect for him. So when he called in, like kind of give me like, you know, the rundown and everything when I was starting street league, um, you know, I, I was greatly appreciated. And I was, I was watching like, you know, the way that you guys work out there uh, and just the scenarios and kind of, and the presence essentially that you guys bring as like helpers and handlers or as helpers and the decoys to the dog. So, you know, dog actually wants to like, you know, he wants to get the man, like he's, you know, he, he's, he's in there, you know, it's a little bit different because, you know, my background when I first started in, protection stuff i was in pets and then i went into when it was still called schutzen and i I think it's igp now or ipo now i'm not too sure or whatever name they they got on it Uh, i went into that and seeing the different elements and switching to it and because of my combat sports like history i was like i was drawn more towards the suit sports all that other uh, fun stuff that came with it but i always found that real interesting and you kind of answered like my first question too uh was like what came (laughs) what came first for you was it uh the sport but sport work or was it personal protection but i think you said you started in schutzen first right yeah i did um i mean what drew me to it's funny because i i was so clueless i didn't know anything i didn't know you could be a dog trainer for a living i'm from the ghetto <laughs> who, who, who these dogs and gets paid for it is like, who can actually do that so when i heard that it was you know dog training i found a business card and and uh, i was at a, a diner waiting to be sacked as a kid like 18 19 and uh, that's when I went there. So I figured when this guy said he does protection training and, and shits him, I thought that any dog that bit a sleeve must have been a straight killer. I was scared of him. Yeah, I was scared of him. <laughs> I didn't know any better. So I figured that Schutzen was like the be all end all. Like, man, this this guy is the truth, man. These dogs bite these sleeves and stuff like that. So I had a lot to learn. And um, the more time I spent doing it, I seen it was more, you know, uh point based than anything and i've seen people stray away from the dogs at that time that i liked because you know they were the hardcore killers i see these professional guys with 20 years 30 years in going eh, they don't really like it and i'm scratching my head as to why because that's the one that's he's dangerous so i actually bite you you know but knowing it's a business and it's a, it's a german shepherd business you know and they want yep. these points dogs that everyone could easily handle and flip and you know this dog is shits in three 20 times whatever for breeding purposes so it started to just kind of turn me off. Plus the crowd, honestly, too, when I would go to these trials, it would really just kind of put a sour taste in my mouth. With the, and I don't know if it's like that today, so no no shade towards that towards that world. But at that time, it was very uppity, nose up, and it wasn't really yeah. my type of crowd. And uh, that's what turned me more towards, like, street stuff. I'm like, I, I don't have nobody doing this. There's no crackheads with a whip. You know, the people that I'm training with that come for me for help at that time, if I got two or three people that I was working with, they needed stuff that was really serious. A lot of these dogs wouldn't even perform on concrete that I was yeah. working with. Field dogs. So that's what kind of turned me on to the street stuff. You know, it's funny that you you said that, like, just right there, how, like, a lot of these dogs wouldn't even perform in con- on concrete. Uh, when I first started building, like, Primal Canine, and uh, we weren't in a training field, because, like I said, I, I went from, like, the shelters doing, like, the shelter dogs, the rescue mm-hmm. dogs, and then going into Schutzen, which was mainly performed on the field. Uh, and you know, I was lucky enough to have a mentor who, who won, he did like, you know, the trials of blunder seekers. He did the nationals and worlds and all that other stuff. But he also like, he liked mean dogs. Like he liked dogs. They would like still get you. So like, we would always do like, the, I remember like one of the first bites I took that weren't on a sleeve was a freaking gauntlet bite. Like remember like the old school leather gauntlets, like, like yeah. the, the old <laughs> Maybe right there. It's almost like a real bite. <laughs> yeah. So he got he got me with one of those with this rod, and I was like, God damn! Like I, I was a little bit afraid after that. But uh, yeah, it was a it, rod. yeah, <laughs> that was not fun, bro. Right too was a Roddy. He he mangled my arm with an old like Kmart bite suit. I had no idea what this shit was. He just said, "Put your arm like this and stand there." And I stood there stiff as a as a board, and the dog hit me, knocked me down. And by the time I took it off, I had like a golf ball. It looked because it was no gauntlet. It was a shitty suit. You know how. We we do the same shit, Mike. We be doing yeah. that to the new players too. You know what I'm saying? So we're just trying to see that. So that's funny. That's your first bite was a Roddy too. Yeah, scared scared the crap out of me. Oh. <laughs> But uh, kind of even going into like that, like, you know, you see these dogs who are like, you know, really impressive on a field, you know, everything looks good point systems. They know the routines. They're even familiar with the same helper or, you know, helpers that come into the club and then you put them in a different area. So when I started primal, like everything was in a warehouse. So we were in like these little kind of grimy little areas 
Uh, these warehouses are coming in. Dogs that were performing on the field really nice weren't doing so well in these areas. And we started mm-hmm. cross-training that. And even, like, hearing some people, like, they didn't really want to train with us because, like, oh, no, man, like, they're training in the alleys. Like, that's not, like, you know, not where, like, you know, my dogs are going to perform or thrive well. And that's kind of where we started coming up with our own style of training and working these dogs because no one else was really doing it in these areas back then. And like now it's like, you know, we, we got to, we got to, we've trained a lot of really nice dogs who are ready for the street and still can compete on the field uh, in these environments. And I think like, that's something that's been big. And I've noticed even in the last like, you know, decade or even let's say like seven, eight years, a lot of transition and training has been, you know, in these areas and a lot more influence or a lot more influence into working in the streets and, all that other stuff, but that's like you know again why are we created, why are we created the street league stuff on the west coast, uh, with the sideshow that we have now, and then you know the one thing that really drew me to, uh, APPDA on the east coast and like some of the decoys that I've uh, we've worked with out there is you know that that thought process that mentality of you know real world scenarios and environments, uh, and I think that's that's something that's really cool with that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's necessary too because um. I mean, it's it's still a sport, so there is a routine, and if the dog has seen it a couple times, yes, that can be considered help. I mean, if you have a bite suit on, technically, it's helping the dog. You know, it's training time, right? But a lot of APPDA is taking the stem away from the decoy, and that right there will throw a lot of dogs for a loop. I've seen dogs titled in other sports not engage on an entry-level courage test because the decoy it's not bringing any stem. So for, I mean, you know what that means, but I guess I should clear that up for anybody who yeah. doesn't. The decoy is not yelling. There's no jug. All of these things are cues for a dog that will incorporate those things and think it's prey, it's fun, it's bite work time. Now you take that away and you got a decoy that gives absolutely no feedback but direct eye contact. Like, come on, I'm going to fuck you up as soon as you get here. That, that alone screws a lot of dogs' heads up. They get rake come running on the field and you see them ears come up and you see them slow down and they're they're barking because there's no prey there. So yep. that's that's more realistic because no one's going to, unless the guy's an idiot on the street antagonizing the dog, no one's going to open up and give a dog a target. It's not happening. So if your dog wants to bite, he'll make it there. You know, if your dog wants to yep. fight the decoy, he'll make it there. If, he, if he's looking for an easy bite and he doesn't see it, well, that's something you need to train for because that sport will expose you. It definitely will expose the relationship between you and the dog. It will expose you as a handler and it'll expose the dog too. And in all fairness, you know what I'm saying? But if your dog is trained, if you train thorough and you don't train for patterns, you just train for a good relationship and clear communication, you'll be fine, man. I mean, you'll walk right through it. <clears throat> it's fun. And I I like the the no stem on the dog, especially like on like something that's simple as like the face attack. You know, like right. you know, and that's where we developed uh when i developed the face attack for street league i thought about like all the different sports the suit sports right like all the different elements of it you know it's easy a lot of times like you said it's when the the arm is up and you're basically flagging an area a target it does make it a little bit easier for the dog to engage or know what to do and you know the prey is there uh but when you have a decoy who's you know just squared up and just looking at you you know and there's no presentation you know that's a whole different element uh the dog has to kind of you know, need and want to engage and get into that fight, especially with no like previous agitation. So we did that with the, the there's a different couple, there's a couple different elements just for leg dogs in street league uh, when it comes to the catches, but everything's very much like straightforward looking at the dog and trying to just get into their mind and, you know, not yelling and screaming and running and everything. Right. All that stuff adds prey, even the movements with the courage test. It isn't, uh, it's not fast. Now, granted, we have like any sport, you got some decoys, that have more experience than others. And you have some decoys that just naturally have a very confrontational presence. I mean, it's just some yeah. people just have that. So we try to teach with the courage test. It's it's we're giving the dog time to think. We're not running, you know, a IPO courage test where there's movement. Uh the dogs get stick hits in IPO. At least I, I think they took that out, but at one point they did. But it's fast. It's over five seconds with PSA. I know it's 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 maybe an eight-second run. It's all prey. It's just going for a prey ride with the ADPDA. The difference is that it's slower. We get underneath the dog, we make an eye contact, we extend the bat, we show a threat. We don't lock the dogs in, we give them an out. This is the easiest thing for you to do is to let go. So the dogs have to be conditioned to that. Very, very few dogs are just going to walk into that and say, okay, I can do it. So it's not about somebody's dog being better than others. It's just a way of training. 
So if you take away the help, the dog passes in scenarios where there's no help for him, it's far more likely to succeed on the street. Because remember, yeah. you're dealing with street, and a lot of times I like to train, depending on the scenario, Mike, with decoys who aren't really any good. Because the better decoys, I know I'm not really a good trial decoy because I'm so used to helping that when at times when I shouldn't help, I instinctually, I'll jump back a little bit. That's helping the dog. So a lot of times I like to use decoys who really don't know nothing, but I know they can't physically hurt the dog because these guys can't help. So that means the dog's doing everything. And in those situations, to go back to that security, the security job, these aren't dog people. This is real life. We got 500 people marching down filled with rage. The last thing you need to do is have a dog that either can't contain himself and incite a riot because someone feels threatened. Or yeah. you, you damn sure don't want a dog that's going, wait a minute, I've, I've never seen this. Where's the suit? Where's the whip? Oh, I'm buckling. And we're doing this 10 hours, two weeks. You know what damn. I'm saying? So that type of training really uh, proofed all of those dogs out there. They were all, all really set but because there was no help. The dogs are looking to fight with you. They're not looking for a fight. And that's a difference uh, in protection in, in the, the suit sports. The dogs are given bites versus taught how to actually fight. A lot of dogs love to bite, Mike. But as soon as there's yeah. confrontation, like, oh, this, they're like Mally's, a lot of pits and stuff like that. They're bred to bite stuff. But when it comes to confrontation and conflict, they can't take it. And this this sport, when you train like that, slowly introduces and, and uh, gets them used to that type of stuff. So it, it, it can be very helpful on the street when you train that, like, that way, that with that style. Absolutely. And I like the fact that you said, like, you incorporate, like, sometimes having a decoy who's not as experienced is actually more ben is beneficial for the dog because right. they can't help you. Because the same thing that you said where, like, you sometimes being a trial decoy is not as easy because you just have that training decoy mindset sometimes. Yeah. I, I do the same – I do that same shit. <laughs> like, well, we did the uh, the sideshow, which is, like, a one-day only – uh invite only um we did it in a warehouse in los angeles for street league right beforehand and i was sick of shit and we had a we had a decoy out so i ended up decoying one of the scenarios and it was essentially like you know i was hiding in a room just kind of a passive scenario dog comes up and then you can them a sleeve and you want to basically put them on a leash and take them down to the handler and like you know it's, it's essentially just give the dog the sleeve oh you don't want the man take them out with you right dude my ass and like the first two dogs, I couldn't help it. Like the dog just kind of there and like, you know, just kind of moving it. I moved the sleeve a little bit, turned it into prey and stuff like that. Next, you know, I'm getting bit in the suit and then I'm starting to work the dog. I'm like, shit, not what I'm, not what, yeah. <laughs> not what I'm supposed to be. <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing. But yeah, you're right. It's hard, man. Cause we build dogs. We're helping build decoys for how many years? So it's just almost like, even when I'm talking to you about it and I'm watching your movements, you're, you're helping in your own head, just telling me the story. And I'm doing yeah. the same thing, so I definitely get it. I'm, I'm not the best child decoy in terms of that particular sport because I'm so used to just even the slightest movements, man, can make the difference. So I, I like to use the newer guys. As long as I, you know, it's the right dog and I know they can't hurt the dog or anything like that, put them out there because you don't know shit. The dog's going to have to figure this out. And that's what they have to do on the street too sometimes. Exactly. Do you have a, I know you have Ace, right? That's the that's their main guy, right? Yeah, my old man, pretty boy Ace. How old is he now? Uh, he's, he'll, I think he'd be seven. Um, Dang. End of June? Yeah. Yeah. And Ace, Ace was a fluke, bro. Ace isn't even a working dog, dude. I didn't even want a fucking working dog. If you know how that shit is. Even yeah. with pits. You work on my pits, man. They, they, they're like Mally's a lot of times. So I got, I got like a, a, a link from some show breeder. And I'm like, yo, these fucking dogs are pretty as shit. That's what I wanted. I wanted a nice looking <laughs> dog to hang out on the couch with. And I'm a dog guy. As soon as I got the dog, I'm like, oh, look, he chases the ball. Let me see if he'll bite the rag. Let me see if he'll do this. <laughs> Next thing you know, I got this fucking show dog who's bred to just sit there and be pretty. And he does pretty good work. He did pretty good fucking man work, man. Love to be obedient. Train, so he was, he was pretty good. And you have him titled pretty high, too, right, in APPD? No, I, I only got to uh, the one. I think I did the one two or three times I passed with him. We did high in obedience, high in protection, high in trial. He did very, very well. Uh, but then when I was prepping for the twos is when he tore an ACL. Damn. And then that's like, man, I talked to two different vets, and they were like, listen, man, if he, he'll be, he'll live a totally normal life if you just leave it, pray him for a minute. So if you do the surgery, there's like a 50% chance the other one's going to go too. And uh, I just kind of just say, yo, the dog earned it. Plus, like I said, that dog's not bred for work. 
Yeah. So the, the reason that this is important is because I noticed once he hit about three years old, even in cooler weather, like 60, 65 degrees, the dog gets so geeked up to work, his eyes are bloodshot <laughs> before we even start working. So that's why I never went down south to compete in any of the uh, the, um, the sports down south. I think they got the throwdown in Atlanta because um, I knew the dog was going to croak in the heat. He just was not good with the heat as he got older. So I knew it was coming to an end sooner or later, but the ACL thing threw me for a loop. So, I mean, he did the dog earned his stripes, man. He lives a life on the couch, bro. He eats nice. table food. Yeah, he's, he's doing good. <laughs> Living that retired sports life. Yeah, he earned it. That's awesome, man. You have a you have another one. Uh, we just talked briefly about a, a while ago or a week ago. You're saying your your new guy. You're getting him ready, right? Yeah, we're going out there in uh, two weeks. I think the twentieth is what two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah right. We're getting there. Yeah, so two weeks. So he'll, he'll be going for his entry level. That's Rowdy. Uh, he's um for anybody who don't know, the mother is a pit bull, game bred pit bull. The father was a Pressa Dutchie mix. And he produces fairly well. Roddy's Roddy's a good dog. I mean, he's kind of one-dimensional in the sense of he's, he's a he's a gangster. He loves to fight. Loves to fight. Obedience. Mm-hmm. That's a whole another story. Uh, very handler sensitive, but he's a very good dog. And when it comes to, to to the to the to the bite work stuff, he's phenomenal with that man. But he's a lot. He's a lot. I saw you and uh, Andre working him. Like you posted a while ago, and they looked like a nice little pup too when he when he was younger. Yeah, um, oh, uh, there was two videos where Andre worked him on a table when he was like five months old, and then there was one we just did recently at uh two or three canine. Shout out to my man Steve, and shout out to RJ Carmichael too, man. Um, we worked him at uh two or three canine spot uh, with Steve, nice. where it was like in the back of a shuttle bus. Just we just had a good time. But Andre's an awesome decoy. He knows how to put pressure on a dog. He knows how to read. He knows when to come off. But Andre loves that dog because he can beat the brakes off him if he wants, and the dog loves it. He lifts it. <laughs> That's uh, a uh, the name is fitting then, huh? Yeah, it really was, man. Because I I had a shout out to BBK Kennels. Um, that's uh Bull Vision Kennels in the UK. I'm not sure where exactly, but they bred them. Um, I built a pretty good relationship with them, and I said, look, it's a scatterbred dog. It's a mutt. It's a band dog. You know, it's yeah. all these different crosses. The chances of it working out slim to none. I know it was a gamble shipping the dog in with you know how expensive that can be, but I said, you know, let's just go for it. I said, if 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 you want. Send me the dog you keep. And they were like, bro, at like three, four weeks old, they were like, uh, it's a little early. Obviously, it's very early. We said, this this one is different. And then by seven weeks old, he was just a gangster. I got him off the plane. He was with, he was with the shits with me. Right? <laughs> as soon as he came off, the, I opened the crate, and he's ready to, he's ready sitting there barking at me. I really couldn't touch him much. I'm like, okay, we'll see. He looks promising. But he grew up to be exactly the way he was as a pup. He really never changed. He was always the same dog. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, they they uh they got some nice look like nice dogs. I was t- all I was talking to you about it about getting one right. for them too. The nice I recommend dogs. it. You know, if you can get the hook up with the shipping, like I said, for anybody looking to import a dog from anywhere in Europe, be ready because that shipping will get you. But you know, they from what I've seen and other dog trainers that I know, um, Josh, I can't remember his last name. Um, I can't even remember his Instagram. This is what happens when you push forty guys. Um, yeah, but I know he. <laughs> God, he's got a bull herder that he said is very good. The dog looks good. So I hear good things. I've seen some good things. So, I mean, I'm happy. If they were stateside, I'd buy another one for sure. That's awesome, man. I know that's you're, – you're kind of my tipping point when it came to, you know, when I was, like, uh, talking about it. When I started seeing you with your dog, I was like, all right. I was like, you know, everything I've heard about Matt, Matt doesn't – you know, he don't BS. So if he's still keeping that dog, if he's that dog around, that dog must be nice. So I was like, got it. Yeah, and listen, anybody that's been in the game long like we are, you go from overlooking a lot of shit and being hopeful, let the blood prove the dog, let the blood to. So now you're like, bro, I'm looking for a reason to get rid of your ass now. So yeah. Please show it. <laughs> please show it now. I don't want to waste a year. I don't want to waste a whole bunch of training and vet bills and feeding them. But I'm just like, there's nothing about him that I can't. I can't say yep. anything bad. He's a little ugly. That's about it. But other than yeah. that, I mean, the dog was just he was solid all around. Man, he was very solid. It's it's funny that you said that because like my uh my fiance she's also like the GM here uh at Primal and you know we we get a lot of dogs in and we import a lot of dogs in the beginning she was very similar to like all right let's just give it some time and you know I've been in the game for like a long time already so at that point I was like nope get this thing out of here we're done type of a thing and even now like within this last like two years she's transitioned and it's the same stuff she's like not ain't even good looking enough to keep so we gotta get we gotta get rid of it yes and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that we you know for, for anybody else watching i'd like to clear that up just so no, no one 
puts an animal in an unfair circumstance. It's like we're we're in this so long. Think of it like guns, man. You got a, a gun that's like the the best sniper rifle in the world. Does the regular guy at home need that? No. Will you even enjoy the the things about it that make it so great? Yeah. No, you won't even notice it. So just because the dog isn't cut out for top notch fucking dog trainers or people who are doing high level stuff does not mean he won't make a dope ass pet that'll do the job at home. So for anybody that's there, don't feel like, well, yeah, Mike and Matt, man, they probably wouldn't keep it. So I can't. That has nothing to do with it. If you like the dog, yeah. keep the dog. And for us, we've seen this shit so many times. It's just like, damn, all right, we don't take it personal. Dog got to go. He's got to go. That's it. Yep, exactly. And the thing too is like, you know, with us, especially like in our businesses, a lot of our, a lot of what we have, a lot of dogs that we do have, especially in sport or personal protection or whatever it may be, you know, that's the calling card. That's a, you know, that's our a business type of a thing there too. So, right. you know, it has to be a business decision as well. Cause we are in the business of dogs. Yeah. You can't, you can't talk to talk without walking to walk. And we, we do need good demo dogs. I mean, honestly, my dog Rowdy's probably not the best demo dog. He's very flashy and obedient away from a decoy. Uh, but he's just dangerous. So, but for somebody like me, I could see that coming a mile away. You could see people, and it's really isn't even about controlling a dog. It's about manipulating the people around you. Like that, don't don't come up. I know all dogs love you. I know you had dogs that you were little, <laughs> but trust me, this one isn't gonna like you. So, but you do you do need a dog that'll represent your capabilities. Absolutely, we need that. So that's why guys like us, for those viewers who aren't really in the game for that long or maybe still green, that's why we are that that way. It's not for any other reason. Absolutely. And one thing I think I like you to say right there is, especially when you're newer in the game and you're getting into the dog training world, and like, at least for me, and I, it might be the same for you too. But when I first started, like I had all my dogs that I had were just like shelter pits or like, you know, off breeds that we got, like, I just kind of learned from dogs who may not have the total package. Uh, and it, it helped me become a better trainer uh, throughout those years, especially when I was figuring everything out, just working with those, it, it added more to my toolbox and forced a lot more creativity. Uh, to what I have. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. Those are the dogs, bro. I mean, you know, if if you got a, a team full of Michael Jordans, who knows how good this guy's coaching abilities are? You know, like when you got when you got all-star players, it's it's fairly easy to look good, but you'll absolutely learn more for the younger people out there uh, who are getting the dogs. The shelter, I think, is one of the best places to learn. So you're not going to learn training, but more yep. important than training, you're going to learn body language if you pay attention to it, right? You're going to get an array of genetic and environmental influences that are completely unrelated. So you'll see a lot. You'll learn handling. It's a very good spot um, to start uh, to get your feet wet in terms of learning how to read dogs. But those types of the dogs, like you said, those are the ones that make you good because there's sometimes you're going to draw a rock from a blood. I mean, you're going to draw blood from a rock. You know, with these dogs that are bred for, it's easy. Okay, you just crack the whip show the rag they're biting congratulations but do that with a dog that wasn't bred for it wasn't raised for it doesn't show any interest in it those are the dogs that make it so learn to live and love that that uh uphill battle when it comes to those dogs. those are the ones that are going to separate the people that really love it from the ones who are just doing it because it's cool on instagram exactly so they they, they make you earn that that's for sure mm -hmm. and then uh even let's talk about training too so do you do uh, for your company? What is what's how can people get a hold of if they want to like you know train with you? Because I know you do everything from like pet stuff to behavioral cases protection too. So what's the the name of your guys your actual company? Oh, uh, it's just Camp Jersey K9. I got the website campjerseyk9.com. Find me on Instagram. The website is there. Uh, but yeah, I do all types of training. Uh, but ninety percent of it is is house pet stuff. You know, the, yeah. the heel, sit down, don't chase the bikes, don't chase the car, don't bite the mailman, don't do this. And, Mike, what we do more than anything is we're teachers. Whether we wanted to admit it or not, we got into this yep. because we like dogs more than people. Again, for the new guys and girls getting into it, don't get into this because you don't like people. Because yeah. you're going to dislike people more. Because most of this stuff is about, all right, 30% of it was training the dog. Easy. Now you got to stop the enabler from enabling. And you got to get into the head of the person so you can teach them and they can and they can carry on. So this is what most of it is, is teaching people. But you can find it on uh, Instagram, K9Matt1 underscore. And uh, the website is on there, CampJerseyK9.com. That's Pets, funny. Please <laughs> protection, name it. That's funny that you said that, too, because uh, we have a mutual friend in Katie Matthews. And uh, we yes. talk about <laughs> we talk about that all the time because he helps like a lot of young dog trainers. And it's. It's always funny because like we do, a, I do a lot of apprenticing. I have a lot of people come in and shadow and 
it's always that the key statement all the time and it makes me laugh every single time i've heard it. it's like a million times man he's like i just want to work with the dogs like, i don't really like people i'm like well this isn't your industry because that's what we do that's what that's all we do bro and it goes so deep i'm sure you've seen it kd uncle kd that's my third uncle two times over by the way so but fucking kd will tell you like you'll, you'll sit down with people and you're having an all-out therapy session with the person you're sitting there sweating like holy shit this lady's talking to me about some stuff that happened when she was 12 years old and that's why she does the way the things that she does with the dog and now you're a marriage counselor. You got a whole married couple fighting, and you're like, "Fuck! I just came here to train biscuit, and now you guys are arguing." <laughs> Two months later, they're getting divorced. So it's crazy, like, because you can't lie with animals. There's a yep. reason they don't have the ability to lie. So you start peeling back all the whys, and you go, "Lo and behold, here's the problem," and that presents itself to them. So yeah, you guys want to get into the dog training. Guys and girls want to get to the dog training because you don't like people. Maybe do something else because this is all 100 about the people that you deal with exactly exactly shout, uh, shout out to katie uncle katie on that note <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm surprised he still trades at his age man what is it, like 70 now what is that guy up there? i think he just celebrated a birthday not too long ago too i'm gonna have to give <laughs> i gotta call him later yeah, so I'm KD gonna... <laughs> is super i love the guy made super fucking knowledgeable very well spoken real articulate really knows how to communicate um that's my boy though so anybody watching that's why i'm busting his chops because i know he'll see this yeah, no, he's a good, he's a good dude. He's our, he's actually uh, the lead commentator for Street League too. Have you seen? Have you had a chance to see any of those videos? I haven't. I haven't. When it comes to the social media stuff with the dogs, I don't watch anything with dogs. I'm gonna watch your shit because you're coming here, so I'm gonna be prepared for that. Um, but I haven't. But I, I, I definitely, I need to do that because that's that is something I actually am interested in dog wise. That's funny. It's, I mean, it's really cool. So I mean, like the whole thing with uh, Street League, because I, Katie's been a part of it since the inception of it. Once I first started talking, because we were doing uh, drinks and dogs, um, just basically when the whole pandemic thing was happening, because we were all locked up. So we started talking about the drinks and dogs after Oscar Mora. Uh, and I just said, like, let's just go. So we brought it in. And, you know, obviously Katie's great with words and he's extremely knowledgeable and, you know, he's been in it for a long time. So it, it was like the perfect thing so if you guys get a chance or anyone even people watching this we have a bunch of youtube videos of him and bob just commentating as the sport's going so you have live commentary on the scenario and you know who better than freaking i can't imagine anyone else better than kd to be doing that right then and there really man he sounds like he does old spice commercials he's, he's just good with that <laughs> shit. i think all sports could benefit from that because i know when we do appda when i did the psa a few years ago and then uh the shits in many years ago even myself, when I, I think my first PSA trial, I was in 2003 or four. I had no idea what I was looking at. And if you pay attention to the people that are that are there that aren't competing or active dog people that just did a support, they're always asking, well, what, what are they doing that for? Like, what's the reason for that? So to have a commentator, that's that's major. That especially somebody that can break down whatever he's gonna break down because he could take something so grand. I mean, that's what all of us teachers do, something that's very grand yep. and simplify for the common folk to understand. So that that would be extraordinarily helpful i think for all dog sports for somebody to sit there and break stuff down like that and it keeps you interested in those breaks in between you're setting up for the next scenario whatever like that yep. that's perfect that was a good idea yeah man that's it's real fun we got a uh, the last one we had him bob uh owens he's out he's a duck he's a gun dog guy out in new york mm -hmm. um and then we had a uh, matt wilson from ray allen uh since they're the main sponsor okay. of street league and it was all three of them on there it's pretty cool like i the way i kind of like envisioned it when we set it up was you know, just how, like you like you said, like, you know, you go to trial, you don't really know what's going on. People are asking questions. And I wanted it to be simplified to where if you watch boxing, if you watch, you know, you watch uh, the UFC, you watch any of the things, you have, like, pros who are now retired, who are commentating, providing live entertainment as things happening, but also can break down why they did this, why was this happening, the strengths and weaknesses in the dog or the, the team or, you know, what was going on, why this was judged that way. So it, it can be viewed as an actual, like, sport. And it can bring in your know, new crowd to educate people, and it there's more of a breakdown than oh, god, dog just flies down and bites some dude, you know, or whatever it may be. And that's important because especially the industry, the way this this whole country is turning right now. If you have a commentator explaining a stick hit with a hollow bat that you got for twenty five cents at the, at the dollar store, it really helps people understand like you're not wailing on the dog. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't what you, what it, what you may perceive it to be. 
if you have no experience with this type of stuff. So yep. when someone can sit there and break that down for someone, I mean, it could really, really take the edge off of stuff and get people who otherwise might not like it and turning those up to it to really be interested in it. And maybe even want to participate in it. Once you see like, this is like, this is a fun thing for everybody involved. Yes, it's stressful because you got to get prepared for it and you got to stay on top of your stuff. But this, this is, it's a family outing. I mean, everybody comes to these dog events. We got little kids running around. Everybody's having a good time. There's nothing to hide here. So to have somebody that could, that could, talk people through things that otherwise might be off-putting if you don't know better. That's that's major. That's actually a good idea, man. I got my wheels turning a little bit right now. Shoot, man. I'll, I'll send you the how we have it all set up, bro. Check a look at the video. There's a, I have a whole like media crew, how they put it together. It's pretty easy. Mm. I'll have to send that that's out to you. That's something I might have to, I might have to think about some, some things. Because that, that could be really helpful, man. It could, that could help it a lot. Because you know how it is today. I just seen a video of a guy get fired at the airport for correcting a German sword hit pointer in a harness. I mean, I, he was correcting the dog a little hard, I guess, but the harness. The dog wasn't even paying him no attention. And somebody said yeah. on camera, fired him for it. It's like, Jesus, what are y'all, what are y'all doing? Do you want the dog fixed or not? Like, what the yeah. hell? You can't, you can't do anything anymore. Without somebody saying, well, I, don't, I don't like the way that looks. But perhaps to have somebody break it down, oh, that's not too bad. I guess it's not bad at all, to be honest with you. So that, that was clever, man. That was clever. It's really entertaining. Yes, sir. We got, we got more on the way. Speaking of more on the way, what do you have uh, planned for the rest of your year, uh, sport-wise, with APPDA or anything else going on? Um, well, I got a couple of guys um, that are green, never been on the trial field ever, that are going to be competing. I'm more, I'm more into what they're going to do. I want to see them kind of flourish. Uh, one is um, a young guy with my boys, too, uh, Mike, uh, New Jersey Canine, uh, training on Instagram. I think that's the name of it. But he's training on me for a while, and uh, he's really into it. Good kid, honest. Loves the art. Um, my other guy, Joe Devils, then he's a construction guy that's obsessed with the dogs like the rest of us weirdos. And they're just so dedicated. My boy, Ant, he's doing a level one with his shepherd. So I want to see these guys go. Um, so I, I want to do the EO, which is the entry level for the two new guys. Both of them never been on the field. The other guy we're going for is level one. I'll be going for my EO. So we're just going to keep progressive. And then once we get nice. to the level ones with these dogs, maybe – uh, shoot for the level two or try to get them into some PSA trials just to, you know, put some notches under their belt. But I really just want to see them kind of take off with that. Awesome, man. Then guys, we'll, you know? we'll be out your way uh, for the first street league, uh, I guess, yeah, first street league trial in New York uh, this fall. So hopefully get you guys out and, there. And that's what, Buffalo, right? Yep. All right, yeah, we can make that. That's only about six hours from me. And we've been to Buffalo a couple of times with our Trent Harris, one of our APPDA guys. So that's that's nothing. That's like a weekend trip, man. It's a weekend getaway. And all of these guys are eager to learn, and everybody talks big about you. We got a lot of fans over here, Mike, by the way. It's big up to you, bro. You do your thing. You shake, you shake it up. Everybody talks about Primal Cater. I say, yeah, my, Mike, <laughs> my man Mike Jones. I even got you in my phone as Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. And every time I hear your name, I got to say it like that, man. But, yeah, you make a lot of noise. You got a lot of respect. You always have my respect. Did you, you can you, recognize that. As soon as I said this guy, he, he does this shit for real. So that's, that's, we'll be there. I'll definitely be there. I can't promise that all of them will be because they're family guys too, but I'll definitely be there. No, for sure, man. I appreciate that, dude. Freaking, uh, so I, one of the reasons why I had you on here and like, you know what, when I first hit you up, I was like, man, I was like, man, it's about time. I was like, I gotta start talking to Matt. I was like, we've been, you know, communicating through Instagram and stuff like that, but you can always see who the real ones are. Yeah, it's a passion, man. I mean, I don't know if it's a passion or an addiction. But you could see one crackhead to another. A lot of guys really obsessed with this shit just like me. You, know? <laughs> you can't fake it. I mean, you can to a degree until you, you know somebody real comes along and then you just see it. You recognize it. Yeah, I always had that. I always thought you have to You got to give the nod when you see it. <laughs> exactly. Especially in a world full of uh, fuckery, man. I mean, shout out to everybody that's really trying to do it. Um, it's just a really crowded and flooded industry right now. So it is refreshing to, to see you know, somebody like, like-minded, same story, pretty much a lot of years in, it's always good to see refreshing. Hell yeah, man. It, it all, and it'll be cool too. Once we kind of get everything going throughout the, you know, throughout the United States and some of the stuff we have worldwide coming in, a lot of things pushing and hopefully we get a APPDA out here on the West coast too, man. Bro, we've been waiting, man. I talked to my boy, uh, JPK nine, very good dog trainer. Um, he's got, he's got the right mindset for it, but, I think with, with the West Coast is so spread out. Um, I talked to a couple of guys in the West Coast and um, 
one of one of my people's out there. He would say, "Oh, nobody gets along out here." I'm like, "What the fuck? Just put it together. Somebody yeah. put it. Grab it. Put it together. Me and Ty will come out there. We'll help set up and we'll get it going." But it's really just right now. It's just an East Coast thing. We open for the same thing that it kind of spreads, man. But what's what's next for you? So you got Buffalo, and then what else? Where else you going with it? So I have actually. So we have. In two weeks, I have pro camp coming up, which is the the thing we do to start the season off here. Uh, what it is is I have like all of the pro decoys come in. So what I did with the the decoying is, you know, we do the certs. We did the certs, three of them, and whoever certifies, uh, they become a pro decoy. And what that means is, you know, they basically get paid, or well, they get paid to come out. Uh, it's like five hundred bucks a day, and then we take care of all the flights, hotels, uh, you know, food. Everything's pretty much taken care of as if they're a pro athlete. Uh, and then pro camp, we do, we break down like the workouts and stuff that they should be doing while they're not with us, uh, how to manage the, basically their clubs, uh, the scenarios, we break down each individual scenario, um, just different techniques, basically make sure everyone's ready for the season. Uh, and then we start picking decoys for the trials that are coming up. Uh, this one, we're doing the first invitational decoy cert. So I had people uh, go on Street League, the Instagram, and like, you know, do hashtag K9SL cert and show them decoying. And then we invited uh, 11, no, we invited 12 decoys out for this cert at our facility in Gilroy. Um, so we have that coming in with that pro camp and we're going to put them through it for a couple of day, uh, for a couple of days. I have the, we're doing our, I have a, so one of my background uh, before dogs or well, during dogs was I was in like combat sports, boxing and mixed martial arts. So I have my strength and conditioning coach I've worked with for that many years is Omar Lima. He's going to be the strength and conditioning coach for the street league decoys. So he's going to be introduced to them. Yeah. And then give them all the stuff to go. So we, and then we break down, you know, things for training. Like I'll go through some of my theories and applications for certain dogs facing certain problems, helping them, you know, find basically problem solve. If they have dogs in their clubs who are maybe lacking in a certain area. And then uh, we do the workshop with uh, the two judges, Oscar Mora and Rich Aquino uh, right after that. And then we're going to go into four different trials before we end up on the East Coast or on, in New York, which will be mm. California, uh, Texas, Houston area, uh, okay. Memphis, and then Florida, the Deltona area. And then we'll end up in uh, Buffalo, New York. So a lot That's going on. So you're, you're all over the place. Yeah, man, you're all over the place. Yeah, man. Trying to, I mean, we've been building it. I, I kind of wanted, I, I just wanted it to be like these fun events. You know, the, the thing too is like, you know, I started in Schutzen and you know how that is like back then, you know, it's over you know, about 20 years ago. It was very, you know, kind of people with their nose in the air. And like, I'm a, you know, at that time, I was just a kid from the hood. So, you know, looked like this, but except much younger. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so people kind of turned their head away from you. So I wanted to create a very like, all inclusive, fun, event that you can bring your kids to like you know i have an eight-year-old daughter who loves dogs and i wanted to come out and have a good time and you know family and have food music all you know commentators so we took a couple years to really build the foundation of it and now it's just about bringing it to the other parts of the united states and soon to be soon to be the world i have a a seminar that we're planning for uh mexico city uh towards the end of the year beginning next year too so we're we're rolling with it bro you know got got a bunch of stuff going on with that and you know the ray allen stuff i have uh like some new gear coming out and actually this shirt just dropped with omerta today and so you know keep hustling bro that's all we can do yeah, train yeah dogs. just keep evolving that's dope that you're spreading it man you're gonna have other people like you know start doing what you're doing or, or from from your own creation and thoughts that's that's dope man because i feel you on that shit something that's why when i was younger i didn't really i didn't care for it you know i'm yeah. trying to ask people some stuff and it's just like like you said nose in the air so right, this isn't really my crowd clearly they don't like it like that. They don't they'd rather you not be here. So that was important, man. That's we do the same thing with APPDA, man. We got we got soccer moms competing with with guys just like you and me. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. everybody's there, and the same the same people that we're talking shit to and and, and we're making fun of, we're training with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're we're kicking each other's ass, but at the same time, we're really out here training with each other, and then screaming at them off the field but i told you you gotta do this with those so it's just everybody trying to help each other man. that's that's really what it what it's about it's, it's always been that way i don't know why it has this like dark look to it but it's just really a family-oriented thing where anybody can come in everyone every single person is going to help you out everyone's going to help you out now that's that's kind of like with the, the same thing that you're doing man it's just an open invite just come out learn and have a good time but you make people want to come back that's the thing absolutely you know, can't have a, we want positive experiences and seeing a positive light and then they want to keep it. They want to keep going more and more and more. So 
I like I like that about the the APPDA stuff too. For everything I've seen online about it and just like, you know, the, even like the barbecue, the meetups and everything. Some of my guys always talk about, you know, some of like the meetups you guys have over there and how like, you know, it's just chill, fun family event. And so next time I'm out yeah, there, bro. Yeah, you'll have a blast, dude. I'm telling you, have a blast, man. It's like we're not even all the way finished, and these guys are cracking up. And it's like, dude, we still gotta, we still gotta do this here. But it's always a good time. Man. People, a lot of people who don't compete just come out to hang out and shoot the shit because there's connections made with everybody. It's not like click here, click there, click there. Which I hope it stays that way. And with yeah. growth, you never know. You you know you roll the dice when it comes to growing. You just don't know what direction it might go sometimes. But I really hope it stays that way because as of right now, with the APPDA. We got people down from Florida all the way up to uh, to Connecticut past that and, and out in the West a little bit that'll come out there and help you just 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 because I like, go oh, I'm training yeah. with the with the guys. And that's that's something I hope really just stays the same. So that's why we build, but we build slow rather the quality. I know it sounds so corny. I hate to say it, but rather the quality over quantity. Hey, that's man. And that's there's nothing uh, as most people would know, uh, know me and my style. Like I'm everything is very fast. Like we're constantly working. But if anything that the starting a sport has taught me is really like it's slow, man. Like it's that's the only way you can properly like actually like build it right is because so many things happen, like putting on these trials, so many events, you know, certifying decoys, starting clubs, managing clubs, helping people out in order to build a, a strong foundation. You know, you got to take it slow. So shoot, man, the more power to you guys for, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, you have to. And that's what you know, got to shout out Ty. There's other people that um helped resurrect the sport because he, he wasn't the creator. I forget, you know, who created it many years ago, but he, he resurrected it. And uh, I don't know where the guy gets the energy and strength from, but I mean, the guy's all over the place with it, man. Anytime somebody wants to set up a club, he's out there. He's setting up, he's doing um uh, mock trials. He's doing decoy camps. This guy, this guy's 50 years old. He's all over the place. You never know. So he's that, he's just that devoted to him. So when you see that, I got to give that back and I got to make sure whoever's coming in, obviously not many people can match that, but at least come with that enthusiasm of check the ego shit because that, that will absolutely get stopped at the door. You come here to learn because no matter how good you are, no matter how long you've been doing it, somebody's going to expose you somewhere for the sake of your betterment. Not to be like, see, I told you, I t it's not like that. Yeah. It really ain't like that. No one's going to go online unless it's somebody else. But anybody who's there, those trials competing, we're not doing that shit. We're there to help you. Because if the our, I know this again, it's just sounds so corny, but the, the ones who, who do bad are the reflection on us. So there's things yeah. we got to teach you, whether it be the dog or, or it be you. But that's how every single event has always been, which is why I, de I devoted myself to it. It's like, because I'm not a breed guy when it comes to dogs. And I'm not a, a, a how would I word this? I, I'm not like, there's not like a specific sport I chose because of my friends. I became friends with these people because of the way they move. I didn't get into the sport because I fuck with Ty. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So just like a breed guy, I wasn't really a pit bull guy. And I'm still not a pit bull guy. I just like dogs that work. So there's a small amount of breeds that will actually do the work that I like. So I kind of stick to that. Same stuff with the with the with the um sports. I like the way they move. I like the way that there's a lot of pressure, but they navigate you through that. And what happens after that? Now you can actually teach. You can't teach when everything went easy. What are you going to teach? You didn't learn anything. Nope. You learn when you think all your shit was together, and it and you get <laughs> it gets exposed. And you go, damn, everything I thought I, my dog wouldn't even sit. I said the yeah. wrong name. My first child, I told Ace Packing or Plots or something like that. He was trained in English. But when the <laughs> pressure's on you, it just you, you don't know. You, you get scatterbrained. But that's the only yep. way you grow. If you if you can't move under pressure, then you ain't moving. And that's what I liked about that the APPDA. The way Ty works and with the way we help each other out, man. Because you can go there. You can go anywhere. You can do anything and probably do it very well once you're successful there. That's why I do it. Oh, absolutely, man. That's I like how you said, like, you know, especially how, like, you know, Ty works and like, even like talking to you, you know, I, when we first started street, uh, Streetly thing and I I had no, never met Ty, never had any other conversation with him like ever before. He got my number through a mutual friend of ours. And then he calls me and like, you know, we start talking and I'm like, and he's just like giving me a bunch of like information and like just being super nice down to earth. And like, he, like he, doesn't, he didn't have to do that. You didn't have to spend 45 minutes on the, you know, talking to me and like on the phone, like or anything like that, but he did it. So always got not like I didn't have mad respect for him before but like you know I had you know tons of respect from him and his association and everyone he associates with as well just because you know just of that just for that one particular moment you know right I mean he self was like that and that's I mean it kind of trickles down to the rest of us I mean you guys would be exhausted and then somebody will bring a, a, another dog I'm like let's well, see how trials are you do your trial you go through the routines and then at the end everybody comes out and wants to work dogs 
it don't matter. Like our decoys, even me, we're all banged up, but we could be exhausted. You start bringing dogs out, we're working. And we're tired, but we're sitting there getting bit. We're coaching you to do this, do that. So and that stems from him. Because it yeah. doesn't matter how long the guy's been on the field, he'll work the, the last dog like he did the first one. And it's really, it's just for you. He don't he don't sit there and bask in the glory. God just walks away. So I I talk about him a lot because that's the, the base and the foundation of the resurrection of sport. And that influence is kind of trickled down to a lot of us, man. And I'm trying to keep that same thing going. Because it feels yeah. good to know, like, yo, these guys got your back. It's not like you're gonna come out here and get embarrassed and we're gonna laugh at you. Ha ha ha, go back to your to your car with your shitty dog. No, like yeah. uh, come over here. Let me tell you why this happened. And then it's a, such such a reflection and learning experience in itself. But I want to continue to do that. Hell yeah, man. Well, shit, you guys got my support, brother. Well, fucking, um, we got, I got to get, let you go here, man. I want to, I want to say one, you know, thanks again, man, for taking time. I know you're a busy dude. So taking time out of your day and, you know, chatting with me for an hour. Uh, Again, let me, uh, let us know or let the people know how to get a hold of you, get in contact with you. I got the the website, Camp Jersey K9, C A M P Jersey K9, com, And then the Instagram is K9 Matt One with the underscore. Pretty much, that, that's it. Everything else is, uh, I think I got a Facebook page. I don't really use it, though. But th- those are the main uh, ways you can get to me. Awesome, brother. Well, for everybody else watching this on YouTube or on Spotify, all our podcasts, uh, make sure you guys share, comment, like. Make sure you check out Matt and the APBDA crew. Uh, and again, guys, thank you for watching episode four of Drink, or no, of not Drink Dogs, Canine SL Live. Uh, and yeah, brother, I appreciate you. Yeah.